which wounded the president occurred as the motorcade was running through huge crowds in downtown Dallas. The governor of Texas, John Connolly, was also there. a story for another time that's right folks the time is now shut up we're digging in to some, to some conspiracy theories wow can't even get that Any one conspiracy out. facts but yes go ahead. <laughs> well uh i'm the i'm the philosopher king if Woo. you don't remember um you can this is a spin-off podcast of the king's planning podcast which you can also check out if you're Somehow jumping onto this fresh, like a fresh little baby. Oh, it's a new baby. To the Rube Empire. Welcome. Yep. Um, but uh, Philosopher King is here. The Iron King sits across <sighs> from me. The Iron King is shackled no more. Mm-hmm. It is... I've been waiting for to unload on uh, this show for a long time. But uh, but that's the story for another time. Is <laughs> That phrase is dead today. <laughs> Because we're talking about it today. I am the strong one, the people's champ, the people's choice. And ladies and gentlemen, I am ready to talk about some conspiracy facts. And sitting to your right is the right hand of the king, the kick-ass duke, the man with reason. Mm. The dusty. Sheep. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to start us off. By laying down ground rules for this podcast. We need rules for this? Rules? Yes, we rules? Do. What are yes. rules? No holds barred. No. We have no rules. <laughs> no, there, there are some holds barred. And uh, the, the crux of the matter is, um, is how I want to organize this podcast. Okay, okay, okay. 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 It's not, this isn't the Convince Dusty podcast. All right? Listen. I wouldn't I hope so. Because <laughs> part of this, there's some conspiracies out there that I'm like, yeah, I could see that. For sure. Oh, yeah. And I want to talk about that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the Convinced Dusty podcast. This isn't the... We're not We're not here to argue about the veracity no. of these podcasts. It's okay to question. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. If something is said and then you go, okay, but what about this? The truth or et cetera, is et cetera. out there. But it's not... The purpose isn't to necessarily get into a heated debate about sure. the truth of these the, these theories. We couldn't the goal, verify them either way. Yeah, that's that's the whole reality. Exactly. Yeah. The goal is to just lay out what the details of these and the multiple versions of these theories. Sure. Right. To lay it out, and at the end, at the end of each episode. We can go around and say, do our do a rating. Like, okay. 
you know, 10, 10 out of 10, I totally believe everything that's, that was said. Uh, 1 out of 10, this is absolute garbage, and I don't believe a word of it. Gotcha, that makes sense. 5 out of 10 could go either way. I was literally, oh my gosh, stop. I was literally going to be like, you know what your rating system should be? It should be like, is it a Mulder or is it a Scully? Yeah. Is it hundred? Is it Mulder on 10 or is it Scully 1? I mean, yes. it's going on. Yes. I'm down with that. Is yeah. it Mulder or is it Scully? Okay, I so. like that. That's, is that's it Mulder good. or Scully? It's just what is it? Are you, is it yeah, out there? Are, what are you on this theory? Are you Mulder or are you Scully? I like that. I like it. And and then um, there's got to be a there's got to be an in between the person who's like it's I could go either way with it. Well, honestly, I think um, a Mulder, Mulder, Mulder or Scolder. Should a Mulder should a Mulder be the middle? Mulder should be the middle. And the cigarette the, smoking man should be yes, the Yes! Yes! You beat me to it. This is, Doggone it. I this hate is you. going to be the best 30 minutes of your life. <laughs> okay. The cigarette this smoking is, This is going to be like making love to my wife for the first time. You ready to Scully's run? on <laughs> the... Scully is me. Yeah. So the yeah. skeptic. The... Well, I don't Cause, know. Because Mulder's the truth's out there. He can't verify, but the truth's out there. And then cigarette yeah. smoking man is like, yeah. I know yeah, all I the truth. I am the truth. The, <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's uh, good. Hit a cable by accident. So yes, uh, Mulder is the truth is out there. The cigarette man, is, it's way out there. Is well, I mean he's well. That's your rating system. It's, yeah. Is it a Scully, a Mulder, or a cigarette smoking man? Yeah, I think that's. I great. like that. Yep. We came up with that on the fly, people. Yes, this is how we do things. You we watched do everything Inception. On the fly. <laughs> Inception, in motion. I like this. Let's rock with it. All right. So, today's topic. What's the fairy tale of the day? <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I start, start so early? Uh, today's topic is. The origins of NASA. Ooh, okay, okay. Ooh, Operation right. Paperclip. Oof, man. Is Are people ready for that? All them together. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, okay. So NASA started in what? 1958. Um, you tell us. Well, from what I know, I, and I'm not reading this in front of you, so you can fact check me. And before I even open my mouth, because I am the cigarette smoking man in the room, uh, <laughs> um, I, I would say this: I think that the NASA is a very, very unique entity, and I think it needs more highlight on it than not. I, I think that it's such a kind of a boring... Um... July 29th, 1958. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm there. President Eisenhower. July what day? What day? Mm-hmm. What day? July what? 29th. 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 Okay, fair enough. Day before so, my birthday. Yeah, what? Oh. Happy birthday. Just, you know, 30 years. No wonder you're... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Such a, it's just a NASA fanboy. It's your same birthday, man. That's why. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but NASA, to me, started in 1958. Happens right after, um, not right after, but is assimilated and put together to explore space, right? That was the entire point of NASA was yeah. we, we have frontiers that are beyond. You know, the world's, the world's been figured out. Yeah. You know, it's time to go explore uh, the world in 1958. I think it was more Russia was... Russia, the Cold War was pushing us. We had to go that direction. Yep. Cosmonauts um, are happening. Yep. Yuri Gagarin. Sputnik. Sputnik. The and National the, Aeronautics and Space Administration. So what we did was we turned to the best and brightest American scientists to put to crap. No, wait a minute. Operation Paperclip, we actually went out and found some German scientists. And I, I wouldn't want to 
call them Nazis. I wouldn't want to do that on this well, conversation. Let me, let me read this. Yeah, go ahead and read so it. So this is from OperationPaperclip.info. Hit, hit it with me with it. Operation Paperclip was the code name under which the U.S. intelligence and military services extricated scientists from Germany during and after the final stages of World War II. Okay. The project was originally called Operation Overcast and is sometimes also known as Project Paperclip. Okay. Of particular interest were scientists specializing in aerodynamics and rocketry such as those involved in the V1 and V2 projects, chemical weapons, chemical reaction technology, and medicine. These scientists and their families were secretly brought to the United States without State Department review and approval. Their service for Hitler's Third Reich NSDAP and SS memberships, as well as the classification of many as war criminals or security threats, also disqualified them from officially obtaining visas. And the aim of the operation was capturing equipment before the Soviets came in. The U.S. Army destroyed some of the German equipment to prevent it from being captured by the advancing Soviet Army. Yeah. The majority of the scientists, numbering almost 500, were deployed at White Sands Proving Ground, New Mexico, Fort Bliss, Texas, and Huntsville, Alabama, to work on guided missile and ballistic missile technology. This, in turn, led to the foundation of NASA and the U.S. ICBM program. Okay. Uh, much of the information surrounding Operation Paperclip is still classified. Separate from Paperclip was an even more secret effort to capture German nuclear secrets, equipment, and personnel, um, Operation Alsos. Another American project, TICOM, gathered German experts in, crypto in cryptography. The United States Bureau of Mines employed seven German synthetic fuel scientists in a Fischer-Tropsch chemical plant in Louisi Louisiana, Missouri in 1946. And then there's just lots more to go into. Okay. But, yeah. So the summation is, hey, by the way, we won the war, World War II. Germans got a lot of technology. We want that. And we don't want the Ruskies to have it. So let's break what we got over in Germany and bring over their scientists. We won't give them visas initially, but we want to bring them in to the fold here in America, right? As Dusty said, the spoils of war, correct? That's what I essentially called them, yes. Yes, okay. Now, with that being said... That's the foundations of NASA. Now, here's the reason why this is important in the conversations leading up to NASA. If you've watched Kingsplaining Podcast at kingsplaining.substack.com for any ounce of time, um, would you say that Uncle Ray Ray the Strong One is a NASA fan? No. No. <laughs> Since you've known me, and, and I say that as a Floridian, right? One of the points of pride is Cape Canaveral, Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Where they shoot up the rockets. We're here in Orlando. We see the rockets go up. Um, One of my favorite things to do is sit on my front yard when a rocket's launching off and go, "Hey, kids, watch, watch this." It's a rocket. Right? <laughs> up it goes, and you actually can hear it. Yes. Now, all the way in Orlando, it's it's astonishing. When when you hear my ire towards NASA, I'm just going to lay out a few things. One, do I think that NASA is innately an evil um, space program? Yes, no. you do. <laughs> Oh, did I say it out loud? I'm no, sorry. No, I, I, I jumped the gun don't. on that. I don't. What I do think is NASA is not so much what it, like all government programs, it's not exactly what they say it is. That That's what my argument will always be. For example, how many people knew about Project Paperclip? When did that surface to the American public? When did we know about that? Uh, it, I mean, recently, it right? Yeah, it was, what, 2006? 2010, 2012? It was during the Obama years, okay? Mm. How, when did it come out? It came out 
when Obama didn't fund NASA. Do you guys remember that by any chance? When Obama said, uh, we're not going to fund NASA like we used to, people were pissed oh, yeah. off at that they, new they, black they president. They focusing for... on uh, uh, Muslim outreach. Yeah. <laughs> because that was the pit. People were pissed off. And it's understandable, right? Because the generations before, NASA has been, especially for boomers, a point of pride. True or false? True. I mean, NASA, sure. to be fair, to be fair, inspires many, many, many Americans. Yeah. Because, right, like it inspired many things. Mm-hmm. It, it actually pushed technology in ways we never expected it to. Listen, you came to my house today and you microwaved food here, correct? Mm-hmm. Thanks, NASA. I'll give you props on that. You came up with that cool. That was invention. an accident. <laughs> was it? <laughs> but no, no, but, the, the, no, discovering microwaves was a complete and total accident. I, 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 that's the story, and that's what you're told, right? Just like everything with NASA, we're told through a filter of what? How are we educated about NASA? Uh, the guy that created that discovered microwaves. Okay. Yeah. Sh- fair, yeah. No. But, In well, his. Uh, I believe he won an award or something. Yeah. And as we know, people don't lie. Yeah, people so. never no, people never lie. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I, what I'm saying is because the truth is we all know that the Men in Black program <laughs> is the one that <laughs> All right, smoking man. <laughs> no, so what I'd say is this, I view NASA like I view GE, okay? But that's how I view it. Uh, I view GE in a sense of what is GE? What is General Electric? It's a massive a corporation. Corporation. They're uh, everything. They so make so many different everything. things. Everything. Mm-hmm. They do everything. Why? They're one of the biggest companies in the world, and nobody talks about it. How um, often do you talk about GE? Go ahead. Back in the day, the Glenn Beck show had the jingle. You know, you remember the jingle for GE? We bring good things to life. Yeah. Well, they, they had a version that said, "We bring evil to life." <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, I, I want you to hear that before. I say anything else because people are like, oh, you just hate NASA because you hate NASA. No, here's my thing. I just want things to be truly what they are. Does that make sense? Like, for example, what was Obamacare? What was Obamacare? That was a just a cluster of mother trucking nothing. It, it didn't do what it said it was. No. What, $780 was million dollars for a website that doesn't work. What's Build Back Better? Uh, a good way of losing tons and tons of money. Did I mean like like I can because nothing's through. built better. It's just made worse. My my argument's going to be the same. Anything touched by the government is never what it actually is. Are you saying that Reagan was right <laughs> on some things? Iran Contra was a little fishy, but that's another story. For oh wait, that's we're on this show episode. right now. We're on that show right now. <laughs> that's another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, but what's the dreaded words? Yeah. I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. Exactly. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. So <laughs> when I say this, I say this, okay? We have been taught by the same educational system that has pounded our brains with Neil Armstrong landed on the moon and blah, 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 NASA, Challenger, all this other stuff. We've been pounded to think what? Nazis were bad, correct? Nazis are bad. Definitely. Well, the- Horrible. They're bad. They're horrible. Yeah. Except for when we need them, and we need them to build us rockets and technology that we didn't have before. Correct. Some of them, yes. Okay. Yeah. How often? Not is all that's... of them were Nazis. Uh, true, but how often Most is that of story them were told? Not. Well, the narrative at the time was that we weren't bringing in anybody who was a member of the Nazi party. Oh, of course. Correct. Yeah, that's not true. It, that's not true. 
So, um, like, one of the characters is uh, Werner von Braun. He's probably the most famous character because he was, like, the lead German rocket scientist. He'll, he'll be my final thought on this episode. Well, and so... Um, uh, he was, this is his statement. you good. On about his comments about his Nazi membership. Okay. So, uh, um, this is also from Operation Paperclip.info. Yep. I was officially demanded to join the National Socialist Socialist Party at this time, 1937. I was already technical director of the Army Rocket Center at Pinamond. My refusal to join the party would have meant that I would have have to abandon the work of my life. Therefore, I decided to join. My membership in the party did not involve any political activities. In spring 1940, one SS Standartenfehrer, SS Colonel, Moeller, looked me up in my office at Pinamond and told me that Reichsführer, SS Heinrich Himmler, had sent him with the order to urge me to join the SS. I called immediately on my military superior, Major General W. Dornberger. He informed me that if I wanted to continue our mutual work, I had no alternative but to join. That claim, and this is from the this is the um, the wording from the author of this article. You see my face so far, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. That claim has been often disputed because in 1940 the SS had shown no interest in Pinamond yet, and there exists no other evidence that pressure was ever used to make people like von Braun join the Nazi party, let alone the SS. Von Braun claimed to have worn the SS uniform only once. He began as an Untersturmführer, second lieutenant, and was promoted three times by Himmler, the last time in June 1943 to SS Sturmbahnführer, Wehrmacht, uh, a Wehrmacht major. Dear Lord, that's really high up in the Nazi party. Yeah. But listen, guys, he only did it because they forced him to with a timeline two years ahead of his actual story. This is smelling very Andrew Tate to me. No offense. Yeah. Lots of lies. Not Re- a lot of truth. Not a lot of truth. And, and, and what I'm saying is this, is Project Paperclip is a very pivotal thing to talk about, especially in the conversation with NASA, because... Here's what I'm getting at. From the very beginning of this setup, it's not based on truth. And that's what's going to be the crux of what I talk about, especially when we get into the moon landing, we get into the Challenger um, incident and all that fun stuff when it comes to NASA. Mm -hmm. You have a foundation set up, and it's sold to the American people in a very noble way. Well, we beat the Nazis, we beat the bad guys, and we turned those bad guys into good guys. And I say that as a Dragon Ball Z fan. Every character that I like was once Goku's enemy, okay? Mm-hmm. But I don't remember King Piccolo gassing Jews. I, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Tian Shinhan raping, pillaging, and killing Jewish kids just because of the Fuca's Hellfuhrer, okay? Yeah. So what only I'm getting Vegeta. At, yeah, only Vegeta, right? <laughs> Went around killing people indiscriminately. Yeah, so when I say this, it's, it's crucial to understand this. You are literally bringing in people on a lie that not th- not them saying that. This is a, an official Project Paperclip la- la- paper, correct? This is part of the report, correct? Mm-hmm. This is the U.S. government covering for Nazis. Now, you've told me in the educational system that Nazis are bad, evil people. They this did got, horrendous They did horrendous things. things. So you're telling me the people that did horrendous things who lost the war changed their, their their conversation points to assimilate into the country that took over them? 
so that they don't get Nuremberg. Like, think about that. Because yeah. here's the thing. These guys, were they a part of the Nuremberg trials or not? No. They were almost like they were, you know what? You can build us some nice bombs and rockets. We'll let you run wild. And we'll change your name. We want some V2 rockets. Why don't you bring, come on 100%. over here. So, again, to Dusty's point, and, and I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even hating on Dusty for that thought process. I want the spoils of war. If I kick your ass, I'm taking what's going on with you, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I say that... if you just take the rocket and not the, any of the instructions on how to build it, you're not learning anything. 100%. And they wanted to learn how to build these rockets because they saw the threat that Russia was becoming. Yes. We were only allied with Russia only because Germany, was, Germany and Italy were the enemy. Now, from a moral standpoint, let's. I'm just purely from the moral standpoint. Are these guys good guys? Well, the narrative was... These were guys just forced to do the bidding of the evil regime. The jab was safe and effective. Well, let me, were let me expand upon this. Okay, so. <laughs> um, okay, so SS General Hans, Hans Kamler, who as an engineer had constructed several concentration camps, including Auschwitz, had a reputation for brutality and had originated the idea of using concentration camp prisoners as slave laborers in the rocket program. Arthur Rudolph, chief engineer of the V-2 rocket factory at Pinemond, endorsed this idea in April 1943 when a labor shortage developed. Mm. Most people died building the V-2 rockets than were killed by it as a weapon. Mm. More people died, sorry, more people died building the V-2 rockets than were killed by it as a weapon. Von, Braud, von Braun admitted visiting the plant at Mittelwerk on many occasions and called conditions at the plant repulsive but claimed never to have witnessed firsthand any deaths or beatings, although it became clear to him that deaths had occurred by 1944. He denied ever visiting the middle bow door or concentration camp itself. Uh, this per I don't know who this person is, but Adam Kabbalah reported. Kabbalah. Yeah. C-A-B-A-L-A. Uh-oh. Um, the German scientists, led by Professor Werner von Braun, also saw everything that went on every day. When they walked along the corridors, they saw the prisoners' drudgery, their exhausting work, and their ordeal. During his frequent attendance in Dora, Professor Werner von Braun never once protested against this cruelty and brutality. And, on a little area beside the clinic shack, you could see piles of prisoners every day who had not survived the workload and had been tortured to death by the vindictive guards. But Professor Werner von Braun just walked past them, so close that he almost touched the bodies. But, guys, and, and here's, here's going to be... This is going to be the cigarette smoking part of me coming out because I already hear what people are going to say. And, and I've heard this from my family members when I say stuff like this. But why would they lie, Whaley? But why would they lie? What have they lied about so far? Well, um, we've already established that he, my man Werner von Braun, who's going to be kind of my closing argument, has literally said that I wasn't a part of the Nazis. I was forced to be a part of this. Oh. You know, they, they made me do this. Even he, though, didn't, he didn't seem too upset about what was going on before. Yeah. But now he's red, white, and blue because the government says who? I mean, like that, that, that's what we're getting at. We have an, an entire government entity that has been established with 500 former Nazi scientists that didn't defect. They didn't run to France. They didn't leave the Fuhrer. They didn't leave their families. They didn't abandon this stuff. But when the war was over... 
thank God they knew how to make rockets, and they're brought over to America with no punitive action for what they've did to Jewish people. Now, you're telling me that those people— Not just Jewish people. but uh, Tons of people in World yeah. War II, right? But you're telling me that that guy is going to be a straight shooter with you with everything that's going to come out of this organization. Mm-hmm. I have some seaside, beach shore, beach houses in Arizona I've got to sell for you guys. Would you like to purchase it? I've got a bridge that would be really <laughs> nice to sell. <laughs> but, but you see where, where this is where the kind of the foundation. How often do we talk about that with NASA? Because think about how they teach history. We won World War II, and then the Ruskies got cocky, and we had to keep up with the space race. That's how they talk about this part of history. Have you ever noticed that? They kind of glom over how NASA started. And then what they pretend to say is, well, everybody at NASA, they're red, white, and blue Americans. We're just trying to beat the Ruskies to space. So here's the thing. Again, if you've got a crappy foundation, I I don't really know how much I can believe what's coming out of there is 100% true. Does that make sense? Now, am I saying that everything that NASA says is, is a lie? Am I saying that? Absolutely freaking not. Because a microwave came out of that. I can't deny that. <laughs> that's that's part of NASA, right? Microcomputers. Microcomputers. There's uh, what other um, microchips? Uh, uh, surface polymers. They came up with surface polymers and yep. all that stuff like that that we use all the time. Okay. Superconductors. Okay, but here's the thing: Do I think they do what they say they're doing? Absolutely not. I don't. But what I do do think is, what an amazing way. To get how much do they make daily? Do you, can you look up that stat? I think it's fifty-six million dollars of our tax money goes to NASA every single day. For a perspective, um, I want you guys to think about this: How big is the music industry in America? Any guesses? How big? How big well, is it's it? It's gonna be billions. Yeah, everybody knows Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Taylor Swift, yeah, yeah, yeah. People go crazy. You know what a bigger industry is than the music industry? Even bigger than that. $24 billion a year. Okay. That's for the music industry, right? No, that's for NASA. Okay. I'm, I'm so, getting to how big this thing is, yeah, okay? Divide that by... 365 days. Yeah. Or, yeah, 365 days. 365 days. What is that? Okay. Yeah. So then you've got the movie business, which is about to be taken over by AI. That's bigger than the music industry. We quote movies all the time. Oh, We're quoting... The music industry is going to be taken over by AI, too. 100%. Guess what's bigger than the movie industry and what's bigger than the movie industry? What What's that thing that you play all the time? It's that uh, Hades, uh, what, is, what is that? Diablo. Oh, Diablo. So video games. Oh, the video game business, which is double the size of the movie industry right now. Like, the joke right now is, like, don't get into mu- music, don't get into movies, get into video games. You'll make more money. Mm-hmm. $65 million a day. Jeez. It's more than I'm quoting. It's actually a little bit more than $65,753,424. Everybody knows about the music industry. What's twice as big as the movie industry, which everybody knows about. What's twice as big as that is the video game industry. Three times the size is NASA's budget. Okay, What, What NASA makes, what the space industry in whole, including NASA including the Ruskies, including the Chinese program, even bigger. And we know very, very, very little about it. What we know is what's told to us in what? Our education books? The same books that now are telling us that boys can get pregnant. 
Okay? Mm -hmm. And and that's why I'm getting at is uh, we try to pretend that in 2023 they just started doctoring books. They just started making stuff up. They just started lying about stuff. I have a question for you. When was... Okay, okay. Go ahead. Got a little statistic here. Hit me with it. How much did I say it costs per day? 65 65 million. 65 million. That's more than I even thought. And this is how much money they make. 32 billion. <laughs> wait, so, wait. So, they lose money, correct? Just a bit. So, when... There's a lot of money of our government money getting poured into something and they're losing money. Typically, it call me crazy, usually there's some form of money laundering attached to that, correct? Or call me crazy. Like we've given how much to we we talked about it in our last show. How much should we give to Ukraine so far? 150 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. How are they doing so far? I've got oligarchs corrupting the money. I've got naked pool parties. Mm-hmm. everything's rocking for Ukraine, but it's not doing what they say it is. Does that yeah. make sense? Why do we think that's any different with NASA? Because NASA is viewed as this pristine entity because of the narrative that has been spun around it since its inception. It's a sacred cow. Yeah. It, 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 it's Because here's the thing. The reason why it's held up so much... NASA is made without the internet. Think about this. How much control of the narrative do three, t- three TV stations have for NASA from the beginning? Quite mm-hmm. a bit. You never even knew about Project uh, Paperclip until Obama said, I'm not going to spend as much money as we were before. Mm-hmm. And, and they're still making, what, $65 million a day. And they had to cut the um, shuttle program. Well, I mean... Yeah, because of that, but, I mean, Trump uh, boosted them once he went into office, and everybody was like, yay! Yay! We're going back to space! We're going back to the moon! We're going to get to Mars! We're going to go back to... Well, go ahead. One of the things that he also did was he opened up space to... um, SpaceX. uh, SpaceX and... Space Force. That's Space Force now. Space Force Force now, guys. So, but but what I'm getting at is this. There's so much... Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But when scumbags are a part of it, they're not very moral. Mm-hmm. If there's a lack of morality, I don't have a big faith that anything's being produced from there that is necessarily true, righteous, or without scrutiny. Scrutiny. Like, I can't say that word. So when I say this on, but that's, you know, that's a story for another time. I just call bullocks at a lot of things with NASA. And I, and I have no problem saying that. And when I say that to people, I, I feel like I ruined their Christmas. Like, my joke is, like, NASA is Santa Claus for adults. It just, it is. It's it's not what they say there is. Uh, there's a joke online that uh, uh, NASA has uh, <laughs> been going nowhere since 1958, you know what I mean, for, for <laughs> a lot of reasons, you know. But, like, it to me, it's like, okay, is it a real thing? Think, what do you think NASA is then? I think you it don't is, think it's. The, I think it's the original money laundering scheme for the United States of America. I think it is the literal way that they could look into the Americans' eyes and say, "We want to inspire you because we're going to space, we're going to the moon, we're going to Mars, and we're going to need money to do it because we got to beat the Ruskies there because we can't let those dang commies beat us to these places. We've got to plant the flag on the moon. So what we need you to do is." What was JFK's famous speech? Ask not what your country can do for... Wait, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do 
for your country. Yeah. And what was, that, what was that? What was I talking about? Because the, not because they're easy, but because, because they're, they're hard. hard. Now, if that's a hundred percent true, I have no problem with that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I want to help my country. I want to help my fellow countrymen beat those ruskies to the moon. What is the easiest laundering way to launder money, to do with it whatever you want to do with it, specifically R&D, let's get real, research and development, Yeah. with scientists that have no problem gassing or killing Jews? Yeah. Like, th- like think that through. Mo- like, what did you say? So- More people died making the V2 rocket than actually was used to kill them. Yeah. Uh, I was but, reading about, I was reading further as you were speaking, von Braun, near the end of the war, um, Hitler had instituted basically a scorched earth policy where they were destroying everything that they had come up with mm-hmm. so that, you know, so that they wouldn't pass it on to their enemies, right? Yeah. And von Braun w- was worried that the SS were watching him and he did not want their research to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. He he was about his research. Yeah. Yeah. He probably didn't join the party because he was a true believer, but because it would benefit his research. Yep. Yeah. He was, he only cared about the research at any cost. He, I mean, that, how is that any different from Mengele? You know? Yeah. Here's, here's just a fun fact real quick. And, okay. Go yeah. ahead. Well, and after you're done, I want to get back into the details. Yeah. Here's a fun well, before fact. Before we close. When did science fiction start in America? After World War II. It exploded. Te- it started before. Technically, it started in 1920s. Uh, uh, Buck Rogers. Oh, what was his name? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, Jules, oh, Verne. Jules, Verne. Jules Verne. Jules Verne wrote the very first science fiction novel, and that was To the Moon. And it, did that captivate people? Or Man in the Moon. Did that captivate people? Not then. Not then. But it, that idea uh, inspires. Well, it, <laughs> Back to the Future Three says a different story. Okay, yes. Clara was really into Jules Verne. But but let's think about yes. the genre. <laughs> of but it. he wrote a lot of other things than that. Twenty Thousand yeah. Leagues Under the Sea. That's not really science fiction. And, and I want to say this without crapping on America. I'm not. What inspired people to go from the East Coast to go through the savage lands of savages? You know, that's what they called the, the Native Americans at the time. To go to California, what what got people out there? Gold rush. Gold rush, the pro, the the manifest destiny. It is our destiny to claim this place. There mm. was nothing more rugged than American than being like, I'm going to get on this stagecoach, and we're heading to the other side of the country. Yeah. We're going to build and forge that next level. Now, what happens along the way? Do atrocities happen on the way? Yeah, a lot of bad things happen. But that idea oh, is what fire, if fire the dysentery. <laughs> we talk about Oregon Trail. Oregon you Trail. died. You died. Yep. Dysentery. I saw a meme. It's like these guys today. They wouldn't be able to to, to cross the Kansas River. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. It but, was, that was the most dangerous part of the journey. Yeah. But, aside from the disease. But that's natural to the American spirit. We are naturally rebellious. And we will do whatever it takes and to get pioneers. the job done. We're pioneers. That's I what mean, we do. The, the people who started these colonies, it was the new world. Yep. Completely uncharted. Unknown. So, so Unknown. where do you go when you've conquered sea to shining sea? And you've got, come to find on the last podcast, we have installations all over the world. We have, Amer- we, we have literally conquered the world. So where 190 do you, bases outside of the United States. Where do you Space. go next? Space. The final frontier. 
These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Y'all can quote it. It's a continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Okay. Thank when, you very but, much but, for putting that here's, space here's, in the last part. And here's the last part. Once you've won the war, what brought us out of the Depression was the war. We brought got us out of the first first world wars after the Depression, correct? Or am I, am I missing? Yeah, that 1929. Like, okay. What what takes us? You know what what helped propel us to the power that we are now? World War Two. We we re- literally rule the world now. Well, a, a lot of that was the our major competitors at the time. Yeah. We're all just obliterated. Yeah. So England was devastated. France was devastated. Yep. Italy, yep. Germany, Russia, Japan, China. There were no real superpowers to really rival us. So when it's Russia e- was it's, the only one that was that was coming back from devastation quickly. It's easy to keep people motiva- motivated and monetarily invested in your country when you have an enemy. Well, what's that after you conquer the world? Well, we have to conquer and pioneer space mm-hmm. because the Russians are doing it. So we have to do the same thing. There's NASA. Oh, and I've got unscrupulous 500 Jew killers that will do whatever it takes to make it happen for me. And by the way, Germany was well ahead of us by then. <sighs> we hadn't even had the concept of, hey, let's push something into the air and launch it and not have any engines attached 100%. to it. 100%. So, what? So that, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when people are like, well, why wouldn't NASA be so nefarious? Like, think about what... It's so easy to get people who are natural pioneers, who are natural, good-intentioned people that want to stop Jew killers to keep... Let's keep pushing to the moon, guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, keep going. Sorry about that. So uh, this is another scientist, Arthur Rudolph. Arthur Louis Hugo Rudolph, um, born 1906, died 1996 was a rocket scientist for Nazi Germany from 1934 to 1945 and helped develop the V-2 rocket. After World War II, he was brought to the United States and worked for the Army and NASA, where he managed the development of several important systems, including the Pershing missile and the Saturn V moon rocket. In 1984, he was investigated for possible war crimes by the Office of Special Investigations and renounced his U.S. citizenship. This was his statement about his participation in the Nazi party. Until 1930, I sympathized with the Social Democratic Party, voted for it, and was a member of a Social Democratic Union, Bund Tekken Augst... (laughs) German stuff. Get your German right, bro. After 19... Well, it's also abbreviated, so... Yeah. I I don't even know where to go with that. After 1930, the economical situation became so serious that it uh, appeared to me to be headed for catastrophe. I really became unemployed in 1932. The great amount of unemployment caused expansion of National Socialism and Communistic parties. Frightened that the latter one would become the government, I joined the NSDAP, a legally re- uh, regulated entity, to help. To, or to help. I believed in the preservation of the Western cur- culture. That's his. Yeah, that's. that's so, because we're coming, we're coming up on time that's here. His week. But, but, here, but, but here's what, what I'm getting at. This, I guess this is my crux, and then this is what, what I'll lay at home, and then we'll, we'll, we'll rate this bad boy, okay? If your entity is funded by guys who are slimy as... Let, let's be honest. Everything you read, Whaley, everything you read, did it convince anybody listening that these guys truly were 
forced into Nazism. Well, we're not here to convince it. We're just here to oh, learn no, 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 no. Again, so, again take it with oh, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Take it however you want to. Is it at all possible that, you know, Werner von Braun, or Werner von Braun, however you pronounce it, who was best friends with Walt Disney, by the way, but I'll leave that one alone for right now. We'll, we'll save that one for the Challenger episode. But my buddy, who uh, has a dispute, I'll just say, I'm not trying to convince anybody, but has a disputed past with that entity, would join a program designed to go to space, but really do other things and not give a rip that he's lying to the American public about certain things. Is that crazy to think? If that's the foundation of your organization, a skeptic like the strong one, the Iron King, is going to um, call BS on a lot of the things that come out there, and we'll have more proof for our other stories from, but that's a story for another time. But just the foundation of this, Project Paperclip, look it up for yourself, kiddos. Mm -hmm. You got Nazis, Jew-killing Nazis, who essentially said, ah, we'll go with whatever the winning side is, because let's get real. If Hitler wins, do you think that they're defecting to America? If Hitler wins, if the Ruskies got to them first, what do you think they're doing? They're saying, das Vidanie, Privet, comrade. We just have to be honest with how this thing started. You know what I mean? We're not talking about the the U.S. Navy that was funded. Well, the U.S. Navy started in the Revolutionary War, correct? Uh, That was our first army and then Navy? Navy started much uh, after the Revolutionary War started. Okay. Was it War of 1812? When was the U.S. Navy? Uh, I believe it was after that. But we're talking about the U.S. Army is is started by ragtag colonials, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think the Navy was too. The Marines were later. The Marines, Marines were, were the war of, you know, in Tripoli. The, but 1798. The okay. Pirates. But it was, that was well yes. after the Revolutionary War. The, the Navy was started by John Adams. Okay. So, okay. but let's think this through. I and mean, we had a Navy. We had a... Um, we had, we had, we had Merchant Army. Marines. Merchant and, Marines. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why we started the Navy wasn't because of England or anybody else. It was because of the Middle East. Okay. And the Barbary Pirates. But how, many, Barbary of, how Pirates. many of them were Nazis from Germany? <laughs> None. Uh, Germany didn't exist then. Oh, oh. So they actually served a purpose for defending the United States of America, correct? Yeah, we, well, it was either give the Barbary Pirates $2 million. Yeah. Or several billion dollars in today's it, yes, money. Yep. Or they're going to raid our merchant ships. And we said, you know, it's actually cheaper if we start our own navy and just go, um, you know. We'll just, we'll just bring some freedom to the Barbary Pirates. But anyway, it's my... <laughs> so well, all I'm saying is I have no problem with the army. It's funded. It started to fight tyranny, right? Got no problem with the navy or the army, military, or any of our military institutions. I've got a problem with NASA the way it started. Can I read one more? Yes, Okay, this is Kurt. And then we'll rate we'll rate this bad boy. Yeah, this is Kurt Blome. Kurt Blome. Blome. B-L-O-M-E. Kurt Blome was a high-ranking Nazi scientist before and during the Second World War. He was a deputy of the Reich Health Leader. Um, and plenipotentiary plenipotentiary for cancer research in the Reich Research Council. Blome captured the spirit of his medical identity in an autobiographical book, Arst im Kampf. Im um, Kampf? Im Kampf, oh, that sounds like physician I'm... in struggle, 
in which he exuberantly equated medical and military power in their battle for life and death. Blome had been arrested on the 17th of May, 1945, by an agent of the United States Counterintelligence Corps uh, he had, in Munich, and he had no papers except his driver's license. After some weeks of custody, in which the CIC checked on his identity, Blome was taken to the Kranzberg Castle uh, in Frankfurt by an escort. A few days after his arrival at the castle, a secret message was transmitted to the Alsos mission, an Anglo-American team of experts whose order was to investigate the state of German and Italian weapons technology towards the end of the war. In 1940, this quote from the, the, the message, in 1943, Blome was studying bacteriological warfare, although officially he was involved in cancer research, which was, however, only a camouflage. Blome additionally served as deputy health minister of the Reich. Would like you to send investigators? Blome admitted that he had been ordered in 1943 to experiment with plague vaccines on concentration camp prisoners. He was tried at the doctor's trial in 1947 on charges of practicing euthanasia, extermination of sick prisoners, and conducting experiments on humans. Although acquitted, his earlier admissions were well known, and it was generally accepted that he had indeed participated in the gruesome experiments. There is evidence that Blome experimented with sarin gas on Auschwitz prisoners. It is believed that American intervention saved Blome from the gallows. In return, Blome agreed to provide information to the Americans about his experiments in Dachau, and advice in the development of their own germ warfare program. Two months after his Nuremberg acquittal, Blom was transferred to the USA and interviewed at Camp David, Maryland, about biological warfare. In 1951, he was hired by the U.S. Army Chemical Corps to work on chemical warfare. His file neglected to mention Nuremberg. Eventually, Blom was arrested by French authorities, convicted of war crimes, and sentenced to 20 years in prison. Mm. Strange. Uh, it's cool, but, opera, you know... Yeah, I'm sure everybody there was above board. Yeah, I mean, he didn't days. work with uh, NASA. No, 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 no. But he was one of the same people that he were... was part of Paperclip. Definitely part of Paperclip. So I, I, let's let's rate this. So what? No one's doubting that NASA doesn't exist here. Okay, yeah. like, I, clear. Like I've gone to Cape Canaveral. I've seen it. Saw the rocket ships. Yeah, seen yeah. it. Seen it. Okay. I guess my question is how we rate this is. Um, well, do we do we believe that this that Operation Paperclip was real. Yes. I, I mean, I think we're all smoking men on that. Yeah, I think this is a smoking that was, men. That was very, it was very real, because it, it just makes sense. Well, I mean, all the, even we know if, who these people were. Mm-hmm. Now, now, even if, even okay, even if it didn't come out and none of that, it would just make sense that if we came across all this technology and all the people that built it, even if it's psychological, medical, um, uh, scientific as far as, Rocketry, engine, uh, engine design, Germans with a uh, uh, Messerschmitt mm-hmm. Me one hundred one, yep, and the Me one hundred two, that was, they were flying planes at seven hundred miles an hour, right on the sound barrier. Yeah, our bullets couldn't even keep up with it. No, yeah, we're shooting bullets at it, and it's outrunning the bullets. It, it still amazes me that we won that war. That's a divine intervention to me. No, we just outbuilt the war. I, I know. That's, that's that's the only reason why yeah. we won is because well, we but outbuilt I mean, everybody else. And the hand of God, because God is sovereign. Because yeah. God still beats, kills evil, destroys evil. Yeah. So I guess, so we're all on the same page with this one, but here's, uh, let me throw the controversy here in the last two seconds, because I'm not going to go crazy. Yeah. Is it reasonable that a, we verified this Project Playbook is real, we verified that mm. these guys were not the best of best of best of best. Is it possible 
that this entity started by these guys could perpetrate lies on the American people. For sure. I mean, there's pictures of the group of scientists with a Nazi flag in front of them. Yes. So, I guess... In my, America. So, question. <laughs> question. With that being said, because we've got other episodes we're going to do that are along this line. We'll get a little bit a little bit hairier, but we had to start here. I think it's a smart way to start this thing. Mm-hmm. Is, is NASA in 2023, is it Scully? Is it Mulder? Or is it the cigarette smoking man? So let me let me clarify that. Is NASA helping SpaceX people getting people to the ISS uh, in space? You know, blah 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 blah. Are they doing that? That's a Scully. Are they a little bit shady like a Mulder, where they're like eh, maybe doing some other things, or are they a complete and total scam, aka cigarette smoking man? I'm I'm Mulder. Mulder on, on them. them. I'm a Scully. Okay. Um, well, they're, they're, they're doing the things, they're getting people to the space station and stuff, but there's also okay. a bunch of nefarious crap going on, okay. too. I'm, I think it's most, it's not a full Mulder. I think it's more on the Scully side. Okay. Um, yes. They're... So it's the episodes where Mulder and Scully make out. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, they're getting people to space. They're, they're helping design and build engines and getting the research that they're doing is incredible some of the satellites that they've gotten into space recently we were able to find uh essentially an uh earth-like planet i think this is why the show is going to be really good Mm -hmm. because i'm cigarette smoking man i call bs on every single thing it does right now in 2023 so we're gonna have some fun i'm excited What's the next episode? Are we go moon landing well, next. Well, I mean, yeah, we can do that. NASA, oh. NASA, uh, it'll be NASA part two. Here's the tickler teaser. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna hit up the moon landing. But that's a story, story. for another, another time. time. <laughs> All right, see you next month. I like it. Peace out. <laughs>